Good news, everyone. Well, good news for us. This is a free episode of the Go Advance podcast. But after this episode, all episodes of this podcast will be available exclusively on Patreon. Now, if you don't know what Patreon is, it's a platform where you have to pay us. And yeah, that's pretty much it. But don't worry. We'll have different Patreon tiers, such as the Jobber tier, where $1 a month will get you all the episodes. Um, The Level 2 Mid-Card tier, for $5 a month, will get you the episodes plus a personal rep message from Rectal Protruder, complete with an image of his choosing. The Upper Mid-Card tier, at $7 a month, will get you the episodes a day early, plus access to the Go Advance Discord, where we secretly high-five each other every time Calyx Triad loses an argument. And finally, the main event tier, where for $35 a month, you get the benefits of all the other tiers, plus every time we release an episode, you'll get a personal video from Owen Brown catching fly balls while reciting the top five TPWW posts of the week. So if you want to hear the rest of our episodes, go subscribe to Go Advance Podcast on Patreon. This is the TPWW Podcast. Well, I want supporters. This is the TPWW Podcast. Well, I want supporters. Obviously, that's a, we're kidding. We're kidding. We're never gonna monetize this. Uh, okay, whatever. Welcome back to Go Advance Podcast. My name is Osman. Uh, hey there, poop from Wiener Dude here. Mild technical difficulties to the surprise of nobody, but I think we got it going now. We're good. We've been gone for a while. But that's my fault. We should have a double feature here. I think I think we'll be able to release two episodes within the next week for you. Yeah, we've got a few in the pipeline coming soon. But today, uh, we're talking about... The legend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, today, this is, a, this is an episode we've wanted to do for a long time. And um, the reason that it took so long to put out was because there was just a lot of research involved. I thought this was actually going to have to be two parts at one point, but I think we got it all down to fit into one. Um, but yes, we are talking about the legend, the icon, TNA Rick. Tits and ass Rick, baby. If you don't know, if you don't know the story of TNA Rick, uh, which most of you don't because I think people tend to check out on TNA Rick threads, you are in for a treat. Because I love me some TNA Rick. Yeah, I I mostly just kind of cruised along as, um, as he would pop in and out over the years, and I thought it was really really funny. But I never dove deep into what was actually going on, or like paid too much attention to the storylines because it was such a high volume of posts all condensed into like a really short time period or super super long threads that I didn't read. But 
I've read them all now, and I've put it together in uh, storybook format for you. I I never really got TNA Rick. I uh like his posts were hysterical and zany and funny, but I didn't. Uh, similar to you, I didn't really get the story. And I think the my biggest takeaway from our research is that th- there's a very se- like there's a there's a linear thread through his entire lifespan on the forums before and even after and and to this day still he he's been committed to uh he he really lives the gimmick let's take a journey into the owned zone In the year 2000, a young boy in Lafayette, Indiana, watched an episode of WCW Thunder and saw Hollywood actor David Arquette win the WCW Championship. In this moment, the boy was transformed into a wrestling fan for life. The outrageous storylines, along with the -the over-the-top personalities that the performers embodied, sent stars flying into the wide-open eyes of this sanguine Indiana boy. This boy's name was Benjamin, but he would go on to be known across internet wrestling message boards as Rick. A few years later, while consuming as much pro wrestling as he could, he found himself on the total nonstop message boards, where with the help of some of the other members, he discovered what it was that made him fall in love with the WCW that spring day in 2000. Just as every young Christian kid learns that Santa isn't real, and every young TPWW poster learns that Jim Ross once called 450 an idiot on Monday Night Raw, every young wrestling fan learns eventually that wrestling is fake. But the man who wrote that fake magic that hooked young Benjamin was a man named Vince Russo. Vince Russo was the main writer behind the storylines that made the WWF Attitude Era so successful, but his success was relatively short-lived, as a lot of his outrageous ideas fell flat. He moved around from company to company for a while, and eventually teamed up with Jeff Jarrett to start the TNA promotion in 2002. For a while, he was a collaborator and would appear in segments and in the ring and stuff, but he wasn't the head writer for TNA until 2009. During this period, though, Benjamin was waiting for Russo to ascend to the throne, and in the meantime, he was building an army. The Russo cult emerges in the shadows during this time period, meeting clandestinely on various free message boards in the 2000s, Benjamin, who has now started going by the name TNA Rick, has become the leader of an online cult whose mission is to spread the message of Vince Russo to the rest of the internet wrestling community. They want everyone to appreciate Russo's genius and understand that he is the reason that the WWE has become so successful and that his storylines are really good. And if you disagree, then you're stupid and you belong with boring guys like Dave Meltzer. When Russo became head writer of TNA, 
TNA Rick mobilized his troops and began the biggest recruiting project of the cult to date. This is when he arrived at TPWW. At TPWW, TNA Rick apparently got the AIM screen names of wrestling forum posters like Afterlife and Anybody Thrilla and uh, like harassed them into watching episodes of WCW Nitro <laughs> over AIM that were written by Vince Russo. This is the first time that we're introduced to how absurdly dedicated this person is to playing this character. He's recruiting members to this forum, uh, to his Russo cult forum that he has, and like eight different TPWWers join. Uh, Dr. A is playing along, um, and then that night, TNA Rick's forum gets, quote, invaded by who he calls Meltzer Sheep. <laughs> And he's like, it's all out war. He needs all the Russo cult members to be on top of their game, whatever that means, like promoting Vince Russo better than ever. Uh, and on TPWW, he tries to seize power by making everyone who joins his board change their avatar to the same avatar that TNA Rick <laughs> uses himself. So there's a lot going on here. And... Um, he uh, he keeps talking about something called the Radicals 4 division, which is a buzzword that you've probably heard a lot if you've sort of looked over TNA Rick posts like over the years. You've probably heard the Radicals 4 division, um, but probably didn't know what it meant. What that means is he set up the Russo cult like the mafia, right? There's the boss on top, and in this case... It's TNA Rick, the cult leader. And then on the bottom, you have all the soldiers, right? The guys who do the dirty work. Those are the posters he's recruiting to his cult. So anyone who's coming over from TPWW is starting at the bottom, and they're a soldier. But in the middle, you have the uh, the capos, right? But in terms of the Russo cult, he uses a different name. He calls them division leaders. And there are four division leaders in the Russo cult. Those four division leaders are named Batman of Pro Wrestling, Coach, Raw is War, and Radicals 4. So TNA Rick has designated Radicals 4 to have his own division of the cult, and any TPWW poster who signs up, he's assigning to the Radicals 4 division. Um, is this making sense so far, or is this really confusing? <laughs> yes. No, and, and if... Anyone following along at home, if you're not on the same page, you're a fucking idiot because this couldn't be any more clear as day. Uh, TPWW posters, we, we are the Radicals for Division. The other, his, the other message boards that he's reaching out to, those are the Batman of Pro Wrestling or the Raw is War Division. Any, any TPWW poster recruited to the cult of Russo is considered a Radicals for member. If it doesn't make sense, uh, that's okay. What you need to know is the whole thing basically hinges on whether or not you liked it when David Arquette won the WCW title. Like when that Ready to Rumble movie came out. Um, the Russo haters, aka the Meltzer sheep, think it was dumb and embarrassing, but the Russo lovers thought it was entertaining and funny. That's what the entire character is based around. Um, however... This central plot device is a trope that we've seen 
in some of the greatest works of literature of our time, such as The Maltese Falcon, Infinite Jest, Animaniac's Wacko's Wish, it's referred to as a MacGuffin. The point is not to focus on Rousseau, but rather to use Rousseau to push the plot along while really examining all the characters surrounding it. So, let's take a look at the characters. Okay, that's it's it's great, and I I think this speaks a lot to how much he's got going on in his head here. Uh, yeah. there's there's a lot of emotion behind TNA Rick, and he's channeling through the cult of Vince Russo. It's uh, it's it's pretty remarkable, actually. Yeah, there there's a whole. Oh, there's been a lot of thought. A lot of thought has gone into this before a post was ever made on TBWW. And it's all it all hits us at once. Um, so let's look at the characters. The first character is the main character, TNA Rick. The person who is responsible for TNA Rick appearing at TBWW is allegedly Seth82. Uh, since... I guess um, they were in the, uh, the same chat room one time, and Seth mentioned TPWW, and I guess TNA Rick saw that as an opportunity for a new forum to uh, hook his claws into. But the real guy behind TNA Rick is a guy named Ben, who is from Indiana, and this guy created a lot of wrestling forums in the early 2000s dedicated to something called anti-tradition, which is a term that gets associated with Vince Russo that... It sort of describes his style of storytelling. Uh, it, it's also a reference to um, TNA was called NWA TNA. And like the NWA part kind of represents the, the old guard of wrestling. And the TNA is the new part. Like TNA stands for tits and ass. It's like really edgy. Uh, ben is also an obsessive Warcraft 2 player. And is highly involved with that online community as well. Uh, one of the only games in the TPWW arcade that TNA Rick played, I think it's the only game he played, was the game called Tower Defense, which is based on Warcraft. Um, and eventually Ben does a face reveal with some videos to TPWW. But before that, he was posing as someone named Chris Wingett, who's also a character in this story. So Chris Wingett was a guy who posted at some of these anti-tradition forums that TNA Rick made. He was this like fat guy from Iowa who played guitar, played golf, uh, fished, watched wrestling, and was a pretty hardcore Republican. He was an e-fed guy who would write storylines about like WWE versus TNA and stuff. And then TNA Rick, I guess, stole his identity, which possibly included his writing style, which includes a lot of commas. So if you've ever read TNA Rick posts, 
you've seen that they all involve really long ellipses that are made up entirely of commas, uh, which is a real big signifier that you were reading a TNA Rick post. The closest reason I can think of that TNA Rick uses the Rick name is that Chris Wingett's middle name is Rick or Richard because Chris Wingett actually died in 2017 and his obituaries list him as Christopher R. Wingett. Uh, but in TNA Rick's words, the name TNA Rick comes from his own EFED character on the original TNA boards who was named Slick Rick, but I don't know where that comes from either, so I can only speculate. Uh, but despite this weird behavior, like stealing his identity, which we'll get into, it appears that TNA Rick admired Chris Wingett. He says that he met him online uh, advertising his forums, and Chris Wingett defected from some, quote, traditionalist board. Uh, he was a creative member of the anti-tradition community, and he would post um, the YouTube videos on his channel and write his own shows and stuff. He was married to a woman named Vicky Sue Wingett, who has become more commonly known as the next character in our story, Vicky Venom. Okay, uh, Chris Wingett is incredible. Chris Wingett is incredible. I repeat that. His YouTube videos are great. Uh, can we get a plug for his YouTube channel? Uh, yeah, so his YouTube channel is just uh, Chris Wingett. <laughs> he's he's uh deceased a few years now but i still recommend subscribe smash some likes hit subscribe get the word out there the guy has some pretty uh, sick jams i go to sleep to them <laughs> if if you've ever browsed the forum you've you've seen a uh, crossfire jam posted at least once <laughs> chris wing is a, a major player here in this story and why why exactly he was <laughs> Why? Why he chose him to impersonate? I mean, I don't. I don't know. It's just funny. That uh, have we have we ever aged TNA Rick? Do we know how old he is? Yeah, he is mid to late thirties at this point, I believe. Okay, so if he showed up at TPWW in '09, he must have met Chris Wing it a few years earlier. So he was still pretty young, probably, when he decided to steal Chris Wingett's identity, or at least to begin stealing it. Chris Wingett's real-life wife, who looks a lot like him, <laughs> um, and a lot of people have, have speculated that they are the same person, just in a wig. <laughs> that, that's a conspiracy worth investigating. <laughs> It's I've debunked it. It is not true, but it is really funny. It's like when people look like their dogs, but people looking like their wives. Wait, people look like their dogs? Yeah. You've never heard that uh, expression? No. You get... No. People, yeah. People always look like their dogs. Which I guess makes I've me the cutest little bitch ever. Mm, that would be... The blue-eyed wonder, <laughs> I think, but <laughs> close second. Um, but yeah, so Vicky Venom is <laughs> just a great name, um, which it actually comes from uh, Vince Russo's pseudonym. Uh, when he worked for WWF Magazine in the early 90s, he went by Vic Venom. 
Uh, so Vicky, <laughs> Vicky Sue Wingett took the name Vicky Venom. <laughs> I guess TNA Rick gave it to her. Um, yeah, did she ever, this is a TNA Rick nickname. She did not like sign up across the internet as Vicky Venom. Well, she did post on his boards. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, but she she was always more of an off-screen character used as a plot device by TNA Rick um, as a way to illustrate his descent deeper and deeper into madness. Okay. The, the next character we have to examine is the MacGuffin himself. It's Vince Russo. Who, like I said, became the head writer for the WWF in 1997 and was basically responsible for the success of the Attitude Era due to his controversial storylines, swerves. Uh, he, he really ramped up like the violence and the profanity. He had a lot of intriguing angles and funny gimmicks. Um, he left WWF in 1999 and went to WCW, where he was behind the the thing where David Arquette like won the WC title, WCW title after that movie Ready to Rumble came out. <laughs> so this is what makes Russo pretty polarizing. You have guys like uh, Ric Flair, Hall of Famer Ric Flair, said that Russo was an idiot for stuff like that, but fans like TNA Rick ate that stuff up because of how ridiculous it was. Uh Russo created a lot of drama, and that's basically mirrored in TNA Rick's behavior. So I, I had to examine like my, my own um, allegiances, I guess, uh, when I was looking through all this stuff. And I have to say, I'm a Russo guy because I don't watch wrestling for the technical aspects of it. I don't care who's a good worker in the ring. Um, I just want to see ridiculous stuff. I like stupid storylines. I like when it's just totally outrageous. I think that's hilarious and entertaining to me. I, I think I'm also a Russo guy. I like. I don't like vanilla midgets. I like the big hosses. I like the costumes, and I like. I like creativity. Um, I've not once has anyone ever been able to tell me a story through their wrestling moves. Yeah, and I. I I think that's um, why we probably <laughs> clash with a lot of wrestling <laughs> posters <Yeah>. because <laughs> they take it really seriously. And I'm in there just po- just calling Seamus's finisher a bro kick. Come at me, James Steele. Your work rate sucks. I'll suplex you through a glass table, bitch. <laughs> Shut up, you ignorant ass. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so after WCW folded, Russo went back to WWF, but only for like two weeks. And he left because he quickly realized he wasn't, it wasn't going to work out. Um, and a couple years after that, he started the federation that became known as TNA. And the early TNA days are like totally insane. They had a grandma ticket taker beating up wrestlers with a broom. There was a stable called Sex which stood for Sports Entertainment Extreme. Wasn't there a six-sided ring? Yeah, the, yeah, there was a six-sided ring. The, what the heck, what is it, the hexagon? <laughs> that was, the, the period during which I, I watched TNA was when they had the six-sided ring. I, I watched TNA probably for a span of two to three weeks, 
And I I vaguely <laughs> remember something called Six Sides of Steel, but that may have been a James Steel uh, CFED storyline also. <laughs> I think uh, I'm trying to place it. I think it was like the summer of 2004, I want to say. Yeah. And there was a there was a match called the I think it was called the Ultimate X match <laughs> where it was it's like the same idea as a ladder match. But instead of climbing a ladder to get to the belt, they had ropes suspended above the ri- the six sided ring in the shape of an X. And you had to like <laughs> you had to like monkey climb across the ropes to get the belt. <laughs> it was I didn't think it was very, very like exciting or anything oh, wrestling is so, so I stupid stopped watching tna <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah uh there was a time grandmaster sexy faked a heart attack in the ring <laughs> remember when jerry the king lawler actually had a heart attack <laughs> oh my god yeah jesus uh, one guy lost a match by getting counted out after <laughs> slipping on a banana peel. <laughs> and I think, I think RP, um, our, our lovable drunk poster RP got his name from a promo by Ron the Truth Killings, aka R-Truth, where, where he said, I'm gonna be in your ass like an old cold rectal thermometer. Tonight, I'm gonna be in your ass like an old cold rectal thermometer. <laughs> bring, bring back rectal protruder. So anyway, there's, I guess, there's like a sentiment of anti-tradition brewing around this time, right? TNA is emerging as the counterculture to WWE's mainstream programming. Uh, there's one famous image of a, a TNA fan holding a sign that says, friends don't let friends watch Raw. And Russo is the face of this movement. And opposing him is Dave Meltzer, who is another character in our character study. I here. just shuddered when you said Meltzer. <laughs> I can't tell you. I heard the name Melter so many times without knowing who the hell that was. And I I think it might be funnier to not know who it is and have to have to always hear about him. Um, but if you've been around uh, Seth82 posts or the wrestling 100,001 replies thread, you've probably heard the term dirt sheets thrown around. Um, if you watched wrestling for one year when you were a teenager like me, you never bothered to learn what this term meant. Um, But Dave Meltzer was a guy who created a publication called the Wrestling Observer Newsletter that would give ratings of shows and do big write-ups on wrestling from like a more realistic perspective than an absurd one, like how Russo was writing stuff. So this is kind of where you see the divide between Russo... um, and the so-called Meltzer sheep, right? Meltzer is more kind of traditional straight and narrow guy. I think he prefers to stay away from the spotlight, unlike Russo, who would continuously put himself into it and, like, cast himself in storylines and stuff. Uh, Part of a Meltzer review of a TNA show from 2003 says this, The world's least funny comedy character, Eric Watts, 
did a terrible promo crying about how Jarrett stood him up when they were supposed to meet at the mall earlier in the day. Someday, I'd like to sit all day and try to write the worst show possible. Uh, so Meltzer would always write, like, really bad reviews of TNA shows, and I think that's why TNA Rick latched onto him as the antagonist and why he hates him so much. Meltzer is TNA Rick's, quote, foil, as we will come to see. Meltzer obviously loves the spotlight, too, because he puts his name on everything. Uh, next, we have Dixie Carter. Dixie Carter is the president of TNA and is respected for her devotion to the company. She appears in a lot of TNA Rick promos. Um, last year, 2020, Vince Russo described Dixie Carter as, quote, the sweetest, kindest, most honest, most caring individual I had ever been associated with in the wrestling business by far. He also has a video on his YouTube channel from 2015 where he says she discredited, disrespected, discarded, and literally threw him in the waste paper basket like an old yodels wrapper. Uh, she pops up a lot, and I think it was just kind of something to laugh at for anyone who had a passing interest in the TNA Rick storyline. TNA Rick holds Dixie Carter in high regard. Uh, the next character we have to examine is someone who was not originally written into the TNA Rick storyline, but carved out an important spot in it, and that is TPWW poster Death to the Swiss. <laughs> um, we, or <laughs> the the well known and beloved poster Death to the Swiss. Don't don't we all miss him? Um. <laughs> TNA Rick would call him Death by Swiss. <laughs> um, <laughs> and he would spat with TNA Rick a lot. And TNA Rick, as part of the character, photoshopped a picture of Death to the Swiss's son into a photo of terminally ill children. Um, and I think he did the same for his girlfriend also. Swiss then kind of flew off the handle and basically found out all of TNA Rick's personal information, like better than I was able to do, um, pretty much doxed him and found out that he had a parole officer whom he contacted and uh, told her that TNA Rick had been making child pornography. This is pretty hardcore by Death by Swiss, actually. Um, he, yeah. he did not like having some punk kid fuck around with pictures of his family, which I guess. Uh, it's pretty funny, though. <laughs> yeah, things got a lot more heated than I think TNA Rick anticipated. <laughs> yeah. Um, the the Death by Swiss incident, That that's like... Uh, around the turning point of the when the internet stopped being the wild west and people sort of started putting their face behind their usernames more often in my opinion like and and i was not concerned about my identity in the year 2005 but by 2015 i certainly was so like somewhere around 2010 there uh i, I feel uh people started to want to protect their identities more often yeah, and we we sort of see people change and we see the world change around us as this storyline goes on.
And we're going to go through a timeline now of basically the whole TNA Rick character. His time at TPWW is broken up into different, like, returns. Uh, he starts off with the initial invasion, where he introduces the Russo cult and tries to, like, procure members for his cult and seize power. But he never stays around for long. He'll show up, cause a scene, and leave. That's basically the pattern. He joined in 2007, actually, like, two years before launching, uh, well, before, like, before introducing the cult, um, he was just kind of waiting in the shadows. And, well, here here's a, an example of one of TNA Rick's earlier posts. Only reputation you have is reputation cleaning my dirty shoes like a nobody. You know you want to do it. Keep on doing it. I am the man around here. Comma, 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 comma. I will crunch anyone. Comma, 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 comma. And TNA is better than sucky WWE thanks to Vince Russo. Comma, 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 comma. And without Russo, the WWE would not even exist today because he is only reason behind the Attitude Era. And now you haven't seen any new stars since Russo left. Just declining ratings and buy rates. Vince Russo is God and TNA Rick is God and the God of Ham Salad. Comma, 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 comma. And the God of TPWW. Comma, 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 comma. And the God of Money. The ham salad? Is this when the ham salad storyline starts? Yeah, we're going to get into ham salad uh, in a little bit. Um, <laughs> but basically, it's uh, part of TNA Rick's character is that he makes a lot of money by creating a ham salad sandwich recipe and selling it to a business <laughs> that mass produces the sandwiches. <laughs> which a... uh, also also might be uh, part of Chris Wingett's personality. <laughs> he He might be like a ham salad sandwich guy it's his if i have to give tna rick the character credit for one thing is it's very fleshed out (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's a developed character for sure (laughs) um but yeah so he so like i said he joined in 2007 two years before the russo cult like was introduced and he had anti-traditionalist message boards waiting for that moment since 2002. And he says in his own words that they have been in hiding since then. So he leaves after that. And then in 2010, he comes back and he makes his own thread, locks himself inside of it, similar to what Calix Triad is doing right now, which should uh, maybe like send up a red flag in your head. Um <laughs> The, the thread is called, it's all caps, TNA Rick HQ, comma, 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 I only post here. And he would only post in that thread. Uh, he made this thread to, quote, unleash the Rick train of pain on TPWW. And he called out 10 posters who had wronged him um, by nominating him for spammies. Uh, posters like, in different clocks, the J-Man, Bozer, AAA, and Owen Brown. A Bozer reference. Fuck that guy. <laughs> yeah, Bozer. <laughs> Bozer shortly uh, interacted with TNA Rick. And as you can tell, Bozer, a famously reactionary poster, did not find him funny <laughs> and proceeded to get completely fucking owned by TNA Rick. I wonder... Uh... I wonder what Owen Brown, 10 years later, remembers about TNA Rick. I'd love, I'd love for him to write in. <laughs> we might talk about 
Oh, brown a little later, too. <laughs> um, but yeah, so in this thread, this is where TNA Rick started posting Chris Wingett's videos. Um, like his guitar playing, his golfing, his fishing. And he's also talking about his famous, quote, ham salad sandwiches. <laughs> he, he always spells it like that, like sandwiches. Uh, and how he got rich from selling them. Um, but shortly after making this thread, it starts to get really dark. And <laughs> he claims that Dave Meltzer slept with Vicky Venom. And he kind of spirals into this, uh, like, descent into madness and makes a thread. He, he breaks out of the TNA Rick HQ and he makes a thread called The World, I'm Going to Kill Them All, where he starts threatening to kill people. And he says in all caps, fuck my goddamn headquarters, you fucking Meltzer, comma, 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 sheep. You fuck with the wrong, comma, comma, fucking person. I'm going to personally kill you, Dave Meltzer, comma, comma. I am going to kill all of your sheep, comma, 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 comma. I'm going to kill every motherfucker in the world, comma, 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 comma. Fuck you, fuck you, fuck you. (laughs) And he says, (laughs) he says, Meltzer, you sleep with my wife, comma, comma. This you way to get back at me for exposing you for the last 10 years, comma, comma. Oh, man, you real fucking classy, dude, comma, comma. You real fucking classy. I know you reading this message, comma, comma, comma. I know you have been stalking me, comma, comma, comma. I'm killing Vicky when she gets home from work, comma, comma, comma. Then I'm coming for you, Meltzer, comma, comma, comma. You fuck with the mask warrior, comma, comma. I bring myself and my army to your front door. <laughs> there's like thousands of posts that read this way (laughs) so then that same night uh he makes a thread called all caps i just murdered my wife comma 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 (laughs) <laughs> where he claims to have murdered Vicky Venom. And he says, I don't know how I feel about it. She deserved it for what she did to me. And then after this, he disappears. <laughs> and... <laughs> because of course. <laughs> He's so committed. <laughs> <laughs> he disappears. And things. this is where things start to get really, really eerie. Because two years after this happened... The real Vicky Venom dies. <gasps> Vicky Wing it. <laughs> Vicky Sue Wing it dies in 2012. Um, I don't think she was murdered. What? It's a confirmed fact. Vicky Sue Wing it died in 2012. <laughs> yes, Vicky Sue Wing it actually died in 2012. I don't think she died of murder. I there's there's nowhere that seems to list her cause of death. Um, <laughs> but R.I.P. Vicky Venom. R.I.P. Vicky Venom.
so <laughs> a month after Vicky Venom died, TNA Rick returned. And he signed up under a new username called Anti Tradition with a thread called all caps in memory of my beautiful wife, comma 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 Vicky Venom. Where now he's retelling the story and uh, really doubling down on using Chris Wingett's identity and YouTube videos to, like, bulk up the backstory of the character. His avatar... His avatar is a picture of Chris Wingett doing the cowabunga sign. <laughs> he left for two. He left for two years and came back and picked up his storyline. <laughs> it's like he can't stay around for too long because he can't let it get stale. Like he has to come and draw a ton of heat and then just leave. Oh. And leave everyone wondering what the hell just happened. Um, but, yeah, so he's posting that. He's, like, bulking up the character. And he's like, hey, guys, join this other forum I made and post a message saying TNA Rick owns you to piss some other people off. Because now his angle is that he's trying to grab power uh, by becoming a mod. And he's, like, trying to be on good behavior on TPWW because he thinks that the winner of something called the 2012 wrestling forum champion tournament, uh, which I guess is something they did in the wrestling forum, uh, like King of the forum for them. He seems to think that the winner of that becomes a mod. So so he's like trying to be on good behavior so he can win and become, and like be trusted so he can be a mod. Just speak it in. So he can like, he just has to speak it into existence and then people will run with it. (laughs) Right. So, so, like, I guess the idea is when he gets mod powers, he'll, like, you know, wreak havoc on the forum and, like, run a train and turn everything into Russo, I guess. Uh, and also, as part of the character development, he has lost all the money he made from the ham salad business. And now, now he's, like, the part of Chris Wingett's personality... That he's running with now is the hardcore right-wing stuff. So he's like a pro-USA war vet now. And he's posting in the discussion forum as uh, like a reactionary conservative who hates Mexicans. Uh, And (laughs) so (laughs) the reason he starts getting into spats with Death to the Swiss is because Swiss was also a discussion forum poster. And they would clash in there. (laughs) Um... And he would also feud with, like, liberals, like, Matchbox, about illegal aliens and stuff. Like, they would just have, uh, like, political <laughs> arguments where, obviously, TNA Rick wouldn't cede any ground and wouldn't listen to anything anyone <laughs> I, would say. I fondly remember this era because TNA Rick would put them into the own zone and then Death by Swiss would call him Benjamin always and react way too serious. Very, uh... I bring... Bring back Death by Swiss. I love all posters, but Death by Swiss would come across terrible in these interactions. Just let letting TNA Rick get to him. So yeah, he was <laughs> like TNA Rick's clearly trying to get under Death by Swiss's skin, 
Um, and his proclivities are kind of laid bare. Like, you can see what he's doing, especially now, you know, kind of from the outside looking in. Um, and this is where he does the thing where he photoshops Swiss's kids into a photo of, like, a room of terminally ill children. <laughs> um, so, th- yeah, so then <laughs> this is when Swiss gets swept up into this character study. Uh, Swiss is an extreme guy in many ways, so him clashing with TNA Rick is super wild. Uh, and, yeah, he finds out, like I said, he finds out his, like, his name, his address, former criminal history, uh, and who his parole officer is. Um in addition to contacting the parole officer, Swiss also contacted the real Chris Wingett and let him know what was going on with, like, the stolen identity stuff. Uh, and then, allegedly, according to Swiss, Chris Wingett called the police in TNA Rick's hometown and told them that a parolee was violating his parole. Uh, this is what Swiss had to say on the matter. What annoyed me was that the trolling was fairly silly and almost friendly to start with. I just kept calling him a liberal communist illegal and whatnot, and he started rambling about Russo and Jesus. And then I guess because I, quote, beat him at the game of being stupid, he starts in on my family. Surprised he didn't go after my daughter, too. Um, so TNA Rick got banned after this happened, after the incident with the, the photo. And what happens next is perhaps the funniest moment in the, the whole storyline. Um, a, th- a thread in the casual forum appears from the poster BCWWF. Uh, formerly, like, upper mid-card, pretty active poster, um, but who who hadn't been active for a few years. Um you may remember BCWWF as one of the only two posters who has quote real world, real world cred, real world credibility. He said, uh, <laughs> "But the we can get to the funniest post that we read this week, but an all time funny TPWW post." BCWWF said, um, "Stema thirty four and I are the only two posters with real world credibility." Which is an all-timer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he was like a male cheerleader at Mizu or something. Yeah, and then he anyway. went to Beijing for the Olympics as a sports journalist, and he was named Cross. And those are all of the facts I know about BCWWF. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, but a thread appears from BCWWF in the casual forum. <laughs> and it uh, it's called... TNA Rick the Legend, comma, comma, comma. <laughs> That's the title of the thread. <laughs> After being inactive for two years. And it says this. Yes, it is true. BCWWF is the legend, a.k.a. the icon, comma, 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 a.k.a. TNA Rick. And I am tired of you guys banning me all the time, comma, comma, comma. Please, my wife just died, comma, comma. I don't see why my posts were deleted and I was banned, comma, 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 because Death by Swiss wants to be a big baby and coward because his girlfriend picture, comma, 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 ha, 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 comma, comma, if you can't handle the heat, don't play with the fire. So then, <laughs> so then a couple posters respond, including Death by Swiss, and then TNA Rick <laughs> makes the funniest post he's ever made when he says, lol, the Melter Sheep crying now. Wah! Space. Comma, comma, comma. Space. Wah! 
You got owned, son. Comma, comma, comma. <laughs> and then he goes silent for two more years after this. <laughs> Wait, so, uh, how, I, I, I know you have a pretty good theory on this. How do you think that he got into BCWWF's account? Okay, yeah. Great question. Um, <laughs> I guess he just had, like, an easy password to guess. Um, but <laughs> what I think is notable is that he probably went through the members list. Because I think if you browse as a guest, you can still see the members list. So he probably went through the members list and just started at page one. Like the numbers or the a and he pro he tried to guess the password of like every prominent poster you know with a sizable post count uh on that page and then just kept going and he got to like he went through every poster named a and then he started on to b and finally when he got to bcwwf like he was finally able to crack one of them with like the Easy password. He was yeah, he, it was BCWWF is the type of motherfucker, the stupid motherfucker who would have password as his password or whatever he was guessing. The password was probably like TPWW. Yeah, I've I've used that before for nervous ferret. Yeah, when I used to log into your account, that was the password I would use. <laughs> yeah, so maybe I'm the stupid motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um. Okay. So, right, he goes silent for two years, and in 2014, he comes back. <laughs> now, each time TNA Rick returns, he comes back with a different layer to the character, right? He's always got to be doing something fresh, like the gimmick can never be stale. So 2014 is when he finally breaks away from the cocoon of Chris Wingett, and he really learns to fly on his own wings. This time... He registers with the screen name The Darkness 214. And his first thread back is called All Caps Into the Darkness. And he's doing the thing where where you like substitute numbers for letters and like the at symbol is the A and the dollar sign is the S. And like that's how he's writing now. And this thread contains a YouTube video where he's walking around the woods near a sewer and now he's he's always referring to himself as tna rick the legend now it's a travesty that these videos are private now you can't see them anymore um i contacted tna rick about sharing them but his stipulation was that he wouldn't share the videos with me unless i got him unbanned from the casual <laughs> forum which i can't do We're still working on that <laughs> like all of his yeah all of his current accounts are banned um if we, we are working if, on if it. If you if you're listening to this and you want TNA Rick unbanned, send uh, where should you send your hate mail to? Owen Brown at tpww.net. Yeah, just PM Owen Brown. <laughs> yeah, he's. I think he's the one with all the power. So yeah, so he's walking through the woods and there's someone with him filming, and he's saying stuff like TNA Rick the Legend is back with my periods and my commas. Like he says that line at one point and then uh, a bunch of posters responded to the video and asked him questions and stuff. And then as a response to that, he made another video and he, he, he mispronounces everyone's name. 
uh, he called me Osman, and he, he says the line, <laughs> like, uh, in the thread, Owen Brown posted a link to his blog. He was like, hey, check out my blog, because this was during the days of the TPWW blog, uh, which the whole point of this podcast is Owen Brown, bring back bring the blog. Bring back the blog, Owen. Um, and TNA Rick <laughs> says the line, and I quote, Owen Brown, I'm not going to read your blog. I don't even care about your stupid blog. <laughs> I thought that was so fucking funny. Um, anyway, he was calling it the owned zone. And his finishing move in his e-feds and his promos that he would write was called the ownage strike. He would write out wrestling storylines between the different posters. And this was going on during my uh, MacBook Pro saga. And he graciously wrote in an angle where I interfered with a match and I hit someone with a MacBook Pro. So I felt actually pretty, like, I felt pretty honored that he was paying attention to my post. <laughs> he, he, he doesn't, you wouldn't think that he has his finger on the pulse at times, but he totally does. He reads everything. Yes, this guy cares. Like, this guy isn't here to just to promote himself. Like, this guy cares. Yeah, he, he does want to be a part of the community, I think. Um, at this point, <laughs> in this return, he's totally absurd. Like, all of his posts, which are long, are using numbers and symbols to replace the letters. And it's, like, impossible to read anything he says. Uh, and this is the point at which AAA creates the Darkness 214 Forum. Because I think AAA really likes TNA Rick, but also didn't want to clutter up the casual forum with all that stuff. And I think TNA Rick liked that he got his own forum, but he was also banned from casual at some point uh, because he was allegedly sharing posts from TPWW <laughs> on some other website and like making fun of them. Uh, so this is by far like the most absurd manifestation of TNA Rick. He stuck around and he would post like Russo news and stuff, but interest in the Darkness 214 forum quickly tapered off and he left again um so that's kind of where the character sort of ends um he did return recently like he was he was pretty active like a couple weeks ago um and i think he signed up with his newest username in 2019 i want to say what what's his current handle kwf rick um, but the bottom line is this, this is sort of my thesis on the whole thing. The whole thing kind of follows the narrative of a wrestling character, right? This last TNA Rick, the, um, the recent one was a lot more mellow and he was kind of going through like an end of life sort of history of his character. Uh, it reminds me of the ultimate warrior right before he died. Every man's heart one day beats its final beat. His lungs breathe their final breath. And if what that man did in his life makes the blood pulse through the body of others and makes them bleed deeper in something than larger than life, then his essence, his spirit, will be immortalized. And yeah, like I said, he dropped the TNA part from his name. KWF is like his new federation. And in 
this return, he's posting workout videos with the goal of getting in shape so that he can get a WWE contract, is what he says. The thing is, he's gained a lot of weight now, which is part of the metamorphosis of the character because he's physically becoming Chris Wingett. <laughs> it's, it's, it's striking. Yeah, he's basically turning into him at this point. Can we, can we plug his current YouTube channel with his workout videos? This is TNA Rick the Legend. I'm back. Day number five. The big 5-0. Um, you got to keep pushing yourself on the weekend, and that's what we're going to do as we shred these pounds, get a WWE contract, and roll in the fame. Um, but we have switched up one thing this time. We are going to change our diet from here on out. We are going to be on a ham salad only diet that's bologna, eggs, relish, um, all mayonnaise. You get it all together. You can grind it up, put it in that, eat that for breakfast, lunch, and supper. Yeah, TNA Rick's YouTube channel is War 2 Combat. Go check it out. War, War the number two combat. Um, but yeah, so now, so Chris Wingett died in 2017, and now that the man is gone, the man was a nickname for Chris Wingett, uh, <laughs> someone has to fill his shoes. So part one of the metamorphosis was stealing his YouTube videos and posting style and like identity, and part two is gaining the weight. So soon we're going to see TNA Rick sinking putts on the golf course, flipping the golf club, uh, shredding on guitar to Stevie Ray Vaughan's Crossfire in a trailer park in Iowa. And like fishing. Um, all he needs to do is grow a mullet. The, the big question, and I think kind of the interesting thing surrounding this is why, right? Like, why Chris wing it? Why TNA Rick? Why be so hyper-focused on some like arbitrary shit like Vince Russo's wrestling storylines? Just, I, I can only speculate on that, but I imagine that he just thinks it's funny. Maybe he has autism um, or something. I don't know. Um, and TPWW also is by no means the only forum he's active on. Like, there are a lot of other wrestling forums that TNA Rick has attempted to annex. Uh, like, if you search him on YouTube, there's someone from another forum who, like, made an animation about him that he <laughs> got really pissed off at as, like, part of his character. Um, and I think that's why he's banned from the casual forum. Because, uh, yeah, he was, like, he was like uh, taking stuff from there and, and putting it on other forums. But... I think there is also a sad aspect to this. Um, TNA Rick's whole character is based off of his love for Vince Russo, who was responsible for a little bit of joy in young Benjamin's life all those years prior. And it feels like this incessant pursuit of something that made him happy as a kid is a, some sort of attempt to like fill a hole in his heart that was left there by something else. And I don't know much about his life. I know he was arrested for robbing a Walmart with two other people. I know he plays Warcraft 2 a lot. Um, 
And one thing that's consistent is that he cares about these communities. Like, he really cares about the Warcraft 2 community, and he cares about this community that he's created around Vince Russo and the communities that he uh, steps into and, and, like, you know, tries to connect to the one that he created. So I think he values loyalty, right? So maybe he lacked a supportive community as a kid, um, so he creates them now. Maybe he was betrayed when he was younger, so he rewards those who are loyal to him. But we don't know. We'll only know if he tells us. But in 2014, he made a proposal to Russo in a thread called Reality is Controlled Knowledge, right? And <laughs> it is... It, it's funny, but it's it's kind of like a shoot, right? You know how in wrestling they say, like, a shoot is, like, off the cuff? It's, like, yeah, not kayfabe, right? Not right. in character. A thread titled Reality is Controlled Knowledge is the funniest thing ever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, R-I-C-K, Reality is Controlled Knowledge. <laughs> Which somehow, like, when this was happening, I was dating a girl and she, like, said it to me. I don't know if she got on my computer and, like, was reading my history, but, like, she looked at me and she said reality is controlled knowledge. And I <laughs> I, I broke up with her. I broke up with her on the spot. <laughs> I didn't know that it was Rick. I didn't know it was an acronym. Yeah. I'm so stupid. <laughs> That's even funnier. Um, <laughs> but... But he posts this this shoot promo, and I have to say, this is the most honest that TNA Rick has ever been, I think. Uh, it's, it's kind of vulnerable, and I also think it's sort of a way, it's sort of him trying to kill off the character. Because he says this, I can play any type of character, I can be a nice guy, or I can be a complete idiot. I think being outcasted so much on wrestling boards were part of what made me so depressed in life. I always thought I was different. I've lived with severe depression for many years now, and to top it off, I'm extremely shy as well. It led me to eventually dropping out of school and getting my general education diploma. I want one chance at the big times. Um, and at the end of the promo, he and Russo, they hug. And he says, all these years, all I ever wanted was to meet you. It was all it was ever about. Now you want to get to know the real me? I am kind to all others. I believe in Jesus Christ, and I just use these characters as an outlet to make myself look dumb in order to try to get a laugh out of somebody. I want everyone in the world to just be kind to one another. It would really surprise you to see what the real me is like. If you asked me for my last hundred dollars, I would give it to you. I never mean any harm to anyone that I troll, comma, 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 comma. <laughs> what I like to call it is entertain. Is everything I said really the real me, comma, comma, comma? Or did you just get owned again? I really, I really like that post. It's pretty relatable, actually. Yeah, yeah, I do too. And I think the real TNA Rick is in there somewhere. And he's, he's like, this is, this is his, his way of communicating, I guess. I don't know. Did I gloss over anything? I feel like there's a lot I didn't cover. So that... That was very thorough. That was very thorough, and I hope everyone appreciates uh, a more in-depth and rounded look at TNA Rick. But my personal favorite TNA Rick 
moment has to do with you. Uh, if you remember the great tag team, TPWW tag team turmoil tournament, I believe y'all were partners. And you took it upon yourself to parody one of his YouTube videos, or maybe he made a YouTube video first. Yeah, so his first face reveal video was him in a shark boy mask. And he really hilariously, uh, like, peels it off to reveal his face. And he's got a Tupac tattoo on his arm. And he does pull-ups. Yeah, and I, I parodied that video in my Tag Team Turmoil promo with Poster Impeccable. And I think a total of, like, three people saw it. Yeah, but it was we, really funny. Go, we can put that in the sh- we can put that in the show notes if you still have it. Mm, good idea. There is also a really funny forum Easter egg where if you go into the TPWW search feature and search for TNX, TNA Rick's name, uh, some of his accounts that got deleted will pop up because when he would get banned, he would try to PM Supreme to let him back into the forum. <laughs> Uh, so if you search for Supreme, it will come up with screen names like Supreme Help Rick and Supreme Unban Me, please. And if you search TNA Rick, it comes up with TNA Rick. TNA Rick is God. TNA Rick is gods. TNA Rick owns you. And TNA Rick, please unban me. (laughs) So there you go. That's TNA Rick the legend. Is that... Benjamin Paul, we love you. Rest in peace, Vicky Venom. <laughs> yeah, R.I.P. Vicky Venom. Really, just until just now, has he never fully added up to me? I just didn't get it. I would love to uh, hear about some of the other forums he's been on. Some of the other wrestling forum posters out there. Maybe someone from the crap hole or people who frequent other wrestling sites. Maybe you've run into TNA Rick in your day. I'd love to hear of TNA Rick stories from other corners of the internet. Also, did he did he bring Seth 82 to TPWW? Uh, no, Seth 82 brought him to TPWW. Oh, God. <laughs> Thanks. Um, anyway, TNA Rick, we have a special surprise for you. We know you've wanted this for a while, so this is for you. Yo, TPWW, bro, you messed with the wrong guys, bro. You messed with Vince Russo, bro. Now I sent TNA Rick, the legend, out to destroy the IWC. And you know how, bro? I'll tell you how. By using a lot of commas. That's how the Meltzer sheep will be at war with Rick and Russo. And last but not least, you, Owen Brown, you, punk, I want to challenge you to a very special brown hole match. Whatever that means, I'll make it up as I go along. And Vicky Venom, rest in peace. Russo out.
Should we do our funniest posts from the week? Uh, yeah. So this is this is our beloved segment, the best post I read this week. You go ahead first. I gotta pull mine up. All right. The funniest post I read this week it comes from the wrestling forum uh, in a thread called "A Bonus for Jobbing," and uh, some poster named Stu Hart is asking, like, I'm thinking about some ideas that could have changed WCW. What if established stars were offered a jobbing bonus? I bet Hogan would have been more open to like putting over younger guys or something. And then Curtis comes in with a post. And this is my funniest post from the week. It's from Curtis. He says, Chapter 12, The Demise of WCW. In April 1999, Eric Bischoff came up with the idea of a jobbing bonus to get established talent to put aside their ego and job to help elevate new stars. The first offers made to Hogan were soundly rejected, as Hogan was already getting an enormous salary and the proposed jobbing change was, and I quote, That's pocket change, brother. Bischoff, however, did not give up on the idea. Instead, he continued to raise the amount until Hogan agreed. Bischoff hoped the resulting match would elevate the younger star, and even though it helped, unfortunately, Hogan was paid the entire WCW budget for the next 10 years, leaving no salary for anyone else. The idea of the jobbing bonus spread around the locker room to give wrestlers other ideas. Kevin Nash famously sat on the face of a member of Creative until he was paid a, quote, ass-sitting bonus so that the man could go home. That same writer later sued the company, winning a million-dollar lawsuit for having spent 12 hours being sat on by Kevin Nash. Meanwhile, Bill Goldberg demanded a spear bonus where he would be paid an extra $30,000 for every spear he performed in the ring. The result was that Creative was forced to minimize the amount of spears Bill Goldberg could do in a match and replace them with lariats, which unfortunately led to Bill Goldberg injuring 12 wrestlers and one referee. <laughs> great post, Curtis. <laughs> That's a great post. That's a great post, Curtis. Um, my funniest post I read this week, uh, it was recently reposted in 100,000 replies, the cool edition. But I vividly remember this story from AAA circa 2004 uh, talking about working at the video store and one of his customers. It's it's a, actually three posts in a row. It's an interaction with Adam Splaya. Uh, so this is AAA. He comes in and all he talks about is porn, like nonstop. His catchphrase is, porn is life. Life is porn. And he says this every time he leaves and also repeats it over and over. Anyway... I was just discussing this with my colleague, Jerichaholic, and I thought I'd share it with you folks at TPW. Splaya, the great Splaya says, how much do pornos cost at your store? And how many do you think he has rented? <laughs> to which AAA replies, shut the hell up, Splaya. $3.50 for five days. That's a funny post from like 17 years ago now. <laughs> Love early Adam Splaya. Oh, yeah. Just, just trying to fit in. I, when he was concerned about the uh, spiders, <laughs> the jumping spiders of Great Britain. Please don't get bit. Yeah, please get bit. <laughs> I don't. I don't know if there's a whole Splaya podcast, but maybe there should be. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking pigs get some. Why no amateur video? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. I'm just rattling off obscure Adam Splaya posts. <laughs> Insane uh, amount of money. <laughs> 
All right, we'll we'll save we'll save all that for the Splaya episode. Uh, quick yeah. quick teaser: we should have another one down the chute shortly. I'm not going to give away the title or the topic, uh, but those who know their history will remember. I ain't even doing nothing. Thank you for listening to Go Advance Podcast. I'm Osman. I'm Poop from Wiener Dude. And as always, Owen Brown, for God's sake, please bring back the blog. Thank you.